Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legend Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. He rivals Brent Kenny as the most relaxed, carefree type of fella I've encountered in this great game. By his own admission, he's a bit of a free spirit, a a free thinker. As you'll find out, he's a bit of a dreamer too. I really like this guy, but who is Ryan Girdler? Now? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, I guess Andy, I see myself as a um, as a father first and foremost. I would say yep. as a guy bringing up two young girls. Um, you know, a, a a guy that's I guess uh, grown a lot over the probably the mm. since retirement from being a professional athlete, and uh, that's that started a business and done some broadcasting, done a few different things and raising a family and likes having a surf and keeping it simple and, you know, not making it too complicated, to be honest. Turning the big 5-0 in a few weeks, are you feeling it or feeling good? How's the body? I feel great. No, I feel really good. Um, had a, always had a knack to avoid um, collisions, which was uh, – which, oh, yeah, nice. which is now, you know, playing um, – playing into my hands but uh yeah like there's a couple of niggles mate but generally um you know i'm really active i surf a lot i do a lot of stretching i do some yoga I, I, my wife sort of took me down that path when i met her 20 years ago yep just when i'd started retiring and showed me a, a different way like i eat a lot of um you know i'm really conscious of diet and so mm. forth so Hence the restaurants and the cafes. So, um, yeah, mate, I'm in good nick. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really healthy. Love that. Mate, an association with professional rugby league as a player, media commentator for 32 years, about the same length of time as me, I get footied out. I know it sounds weird because for many it's the dream job. And, look, it is, but it does my head in at times. Are yeah, you the sure. same or, or do you not get footied out? I, I think I've just learnt, like, with – I got footy – when I retired, I um, I needed to get away from the game. Yep. Like, so my wife's from overseas, so I actually jumped on a plane and went and lived in Germany for six months mm. and passed up on opportunities that could have aligned me with the game yeah. for that period and always thought that um, that was maybe going to be 
a sacrifice that if I didn't make then and I stayed in the contest, in, in sorry, in the game, well then, yeah, you know, it, it, I would have got sick of it. I would have got footy down because yep. I was footy. I was, I was, I was sick of footy. But by the time I finished playing yep. it, I'd had enough, like yep. physically and mentally and emotionally. So, um, so it was important that I got away. And then I had like seven years away from the game where I didn't watch it. Mm. I had no interest in it. Um, I, I, you know, I would catch an origin every now and again. I'd sometimes watch a grand final. No one spoke to me about it. I just, you know, started a business, yeah. started a family, and it just kind of wasn't part of my life for a long period of time. And then Triple M asked me to come back and get involved. And first thing I said to my wife is, do I want to get back into it? Like, yeah. do, do, is the passion there? Because what I don't want to go back in is, is I don't want to go back in there if it's a job. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to let it be a job. That makes sense. So I'm going to go back in there and if I want to talk about it, if I'm going to watch the games, I'm going to make a commitment to myself and say, well, I'm going to do it because I love it yep. and it's a great opportunity. Yeah. And, I'm going to, and now that I've been in the real world for seven years, I know what an opportunity that can be, so I'm really going to appreciate it. And I think you know, sometimes as a, as a kid when you come through the system, you don't have any perspective, right? Yeah. So it was actually good to get away from it and then realise what it gave me and then really appreciate it for now for what it is. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, so I've got my systems in place now. I've been broadcasting for 11 years now on Triple M. Um, and each year, yeah, I, I find it, it, it gets, I get better at it, but it actually gets easier for me. Interesting and logical, but something not spoken about a lot. You mentioned physically you were footied out. I get that, and I think everyone would get that. But mentally and emotionally, there is such a mental and emotional toll from being a professional athlete or a professional rugby league player. There is, it drains you probably more so than physically. Yeah, look, I think our generation to come through just before it is what it is now. Yeah. I'm really grateful for because I think even more so it would have more of an emotional toll on on the yep. on the guys now dealing with a lot of. We used to be able to get away from it. Yep. You know, most games were televised and so forth, but the media back then also played a different role where it was just about – there wasn't a lot of – I mean, there's always been, you know, the, the ugly stories in rugby yeah. league. There will be and there, there always has been. But mm. um, but I think back then there was a genuine interest to promote the game. Yeah, I agree. Um, it wasn't the focus, the nasty It wasn't the stuff. focus, no, yeah. no. And um, and that's and, – and it's a different world we live in these days yeah. and that's what it is. Um but yeah, we didn't deal with a lot of the things that they deal with today. So it was a it was a pretty cool era to to come through. Yeah. Um, but mainly the the emotional and side of it was um, just getting up all the time, like just continually finding ways. Just yeah. you know, and I know people say it's your job and you're an athlete and it's what you're trained to do, and I get all that. But still, you still go through life. Yep. You know, people have families and you have things with family and whatever it may be. So just continually finding. The energy and the and the emotional um, um, application that it takes to run out there every week mm. because it's not a game that you can play if you're not switched on to it. It's yeah. not a game that you can just run out and and get involved in and yeah. contribute in it at that level if you're emotionally not yeah. where you need to be. Two things about uh, about face here. What's the one standout memory over your journey as we sit here in 2022? Is there, is there a moment, is there a game that puts a smile on your face that you could think of automatically as a, as a highlight? Um, you know, I have – I still have – I have vivid dreams that I'm still playing 
Really? Like vivid. I wake up all the time and I say to my wife, you know what, I, I played again. And sometimes I'm this age and I've made a comeback and I have these really vivid memories of the preparation, going through the process and getting ready to play again. And, and it's crazy and I wake up and I actually feel like they're so real that it frightens me that that I, I can get into that much detail and it be an actual dream. It's a bit crazy Jeez. actually. Um, so, yeah, but I have um, – I have lots of good memories of, um, of of Penrith Park on Sunday afternoons and just having really good afternoons down yeah. there with family and people on the hill and good winds and then going to the club and they're not the big crazy origin or grand final moments yeah. like they're obviously there as well but it, yeah it was just getting ready to play Sunday afternoons at Penrith Park I just it's something I really enjoy doing. Galaxyfinance.com.au Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Very, very cool. really liked it. Mate, where did it start for you, the footy journey? Where, when and how, I guess? Um, It's no, you know, super story, inspiring thing. I just picked it up as a kid. My brother played it. Older brother played it? Older brother played it. So I started playing it at probably... 11 or 12, I think yeah. I played like, um, yeah, I played soccer and that earlier. Uh, and then he played league. So I, I just went to league. I surfed a lot, did nippers. Um, and yeah, and, and was actually, you know, pretty ordinary at it. I think you I, weren't the what, superstar kid. I was pretty, I wasn't that interested in it, to yep. be honest. It wasn't something that I just did it on weekends because my family and that did it. And yep. then, I think at, at like didn't make SG Ball side, or did I make SG Ball? Didn't make Harold Matthews side. Yeah. Um, and then wasn't was a little bit upset, and I think the fact that I think that hurt my pride. I, I went to it, 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 not that I was, you know, good enough to. It was a side. They won the Harold Matthews. They won the SG Ball. So yep. we had a really good junior Illawarra yep. side. And I just got into the area and I remember trying out and I think I was more pissed off the fact that I didn't make it more so than um, that I wasn't good enough to make it. Yeah. I was ang- You know, it's hard to explain, but I just, I, I was super competitive yep. and I liked to win yeah. in whatever I did. And the fact that I didn't make it upset me more than the fact that I didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes makes plenty of sense. <laughs> so I think that was kind of a, a bit of a catalyst for, well, next time there's a side, I'm going to make it. I'm making it, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's, that's kind of where the competitive side of it started. Then I got drafted into the SG Ball side. We won that. I was at 15, and then they took me straight into an academy. And then I was playing, I think I was playing reserve grade. At, or under, I was playing under 21s at, at, you know, 17. Yeah, you were. Yep. Something like that. And then, yeah, just went from there. Your debut as a teen, it was Sunday, July 21st, 1991, Illawarra versus South Sydney. Yeah. Do you remember the day? Yeah. What stands out? I, I finally get on. I come off the bench, and this is back when they have um, – when you play 21s, you play reserve grade, yep. you're still sitting on the bench, you're starving. It's three hours later, you yeah. know, you're still in your bloody dressing gown. They used to just sit me there. I sat there for, I don't know, maybe 20 games and never even – they never even looked at me, so I never took it seriously. So yep. I was just like, oh, yeah, here I go again sitting on the bench. I just wish I could go with the family over to the club and have a schnitzel. Yeah. And uh, and this one day they actually called out and I was I couldn't believe it. I went, Really? They want me to go on. Then I started thinking, shit, I don't know if I can go on. Like I was seventy three kilos. Is that what you were? Yeah, seventy three wow. kilos. And um 
little shoulder pads in there and 18 year old kid. And then, you know, we we're playing South and that was Mario and Roberts and, you know, the like. Yeah. And then, so anyway, I um, go on, I got into Bloody Marker and Jim Sedaris saw me and jumped out down the short side. And I went and thought, I'm just going to, you know, try and give Jimmy Sedaris the best I got. And he just put his palm in, you know, in, in, straight between my eyes. And then just threw me on the ground and then ran over the top of me with, you know, every stub that he had on his boot. I went, all right, so it's not going to be so easy. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat. Just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. It was a real wake-up call. And then I remember running around thinking... I'm never going to get it because I, what I was really good at um, as a kid was anticipation. I used to be able to, you know, be in the right spot at the right time, and I could just, I could, I, I could read the play, and I would just be there. And, and I remember I was running around on this field. I was like three or four steps behind everyone else, and I couldn't catch them. And I and I knew where I needed to be, but I, I just couldn't be there. Yeah. And I came off, and I said, I remember saying to my parents, um, "I'm not going to make it because." I just can't. I can't. I can't pick up the speed. I ha- I physically can't get there. Mm. It's just not for me. And they were like, "No, you'll be okay. It's your first go. It's really fast." And I remember speaking to Riolo and Johnny Simon, who were yep. my age. And I remember talking to them about it, and they said, "No, nah, it'll come. It'll come." And then, yeah, I honestly can. And I didn't get another go for a little while until I don't know if I played another game that year. But I was. No. And and then, yeah, I was kind of half convincing myself that it wasn't. It wasn't for me. Yeah. But you did play just the one game that year. The following year, you're obviously a quick learner, mate. Um, you played all bar two games. What a year that was too for, for you, but for the mighty Steelers. Yeah. Well, I got a run in the to his challenge, yeah, which was the preseason yeah. cup. We won it. So I actually got yeah, if I didn't get another go against in in that ninety one season, that was because I, I couldn't keep up with the pace. <laughs> Someone else saw it, obviously. Um and then, yeah, I think I, I got a full preseason training in, probably got to about 76 kilos, and then got a couple of trials. And the trials then were obviously a, a preseason competition, yep. so they're quite serious. And then got to play, and we had all sorts at that point, you know, Rodwell and, and, and Mary and yeah. McGregor and Wishart and McIndoe were our outside backs at the Steelers there, like sensational. And pretty established. All playing, yeah. all playing rep footy, like yeah. pretty good, but there was always one of them out. Mm. So then I was just the guy that would came come in either left, right, wherever, and just yep. fill that hole. Okay. So I did that for the for the preseason, won uh, to his challenge in the centres, and then, as you said, you know, played 95% of the games the following year, but always being that guy that was just filling in for one of those yep. guys that was out. And that's why when the finals came around, even though I'd played every game, there was no spot for me because all those mm. boys were available. 
the Steelers would go to within a game of the GF, Brisbane would win the 1992 Premiership. What had happened next was was huge for a young bloke. Moving to Penrith for the 93 season, was it, having just described what your, your role was, was it about opportunity? Was it about a change of scenery? Was it a financial decision? Why the move? Yeah, it was just opportunity, Gus. You know, I I played Was it with Gus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I played with Freddie in some sort of schoolboy stuff earlier, and and we played against him. And he was my age group, and he was playing in um, the Penrith Junior System. And it was always us versus Penrith in the finals yep. because they had a really good side, and and we we dominated. But it was always you know how do you stop Freddie? Even at that age, it was, yeah, it was pretty dynamic. Um, and then he ended up ringing me up, and then. Um, Gus met with me and said, mate, we'd like you to come up. We're going to give you a first crack at the centre spot. We think you're ready. And at this point, they just, you know, they, they were the premiers in the yeah. year before. Yeah. Um, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, in 91. 91, so, yeah. So I thought, okay. So I went into Graham Murray, who was coach at the time, and I said, look, I've, I've had an offer from Penrith. Um, I just need to know what your plans are. He said, well, you're in our plans, but looking at who we got, we don't, we don't know how that's going to look. Yeah. And I kind of went, well, well, then I'm going to go. Yep. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was probably a little bit arrogant to, when I think about it. I probably might have been better off, you know, waiting. But as I told you, I, I was pretty competitive and I felt like I could do it. And yep. I just thought – and then financially they sort of – you know, I had a job down at, at, at the Steelers. Obviously it wasn't a full-time professional. Penrith said, we'll take you up, we'll put you in – you can, you know, work in the academy and there's some scope around development off the field and stuff, which I kind of thought was cool as well. And and I signed the deal. I signed, I think, a three-year deal. Mm. And, and I didn't even really know where Penrith was, to be honest. I was just a boy from the Illawarra. And yeah. then all of a sudden I'm, uh, I'm playing up there for, you know, I just signed on for the defending premiers. So it was, um, it was a, yeah, it was a big move, but I was, I was pretty um, confident and excited by it. You would have found out reasonably quickly Penrith wasn't anywhere near the waves, but no. uh, Penrith, as you said, had won a premiership, but they'd been torn in every which way in the 18 months after. It was a genuine rebuild. It had to be because the joint was shattered following the Ben Alexander death. Yeah, and Andy, I'm not sure. An event like that with, with such an important person to the team and the community, I'm just not sure they ever recovered. You know, yep. while I was, I think maybe in that, in the early part of the 2000s when they had these new guys, but, mm. it, it, you know, it was, yeah, it was a really tough time to be yeah. out there, especially like, you know, from a selfish perspective, from a young guy that needed some support and some yep. stability it, and then Gus was leaving and Freddie wasn't there and MG and, and Brandy were on planes going somewhere yep. and yeah, it was, um, it was a really tough environment to develop, you know, as a man and also as as a player. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that you know, through no one's fault, it was just a, a tragic situation that I just yeah. happened to fall into and um and have to deal with it at that time, as well as everyone else trying to deal with that. There were so many different things going on, and you just really didn't know. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Didn't really know how the club was going to come out of that or what the plan was moving forward. They were going through a different sea. It was just, yeah, it, it, was, um, it was an awful time for, for the whole community. 
it took a generation to, to rebuild so. a, a complete clean-out of, so. of players. Yeah. Um, you had 12 seasons at Penrith. The latter part obviously was great, as we'll get to, but, gee, there were some battles early because the Panthers were not the powerhouse at that time that they would become. No, mate, no. And, and that, that's, that, that, you know, I often think back about those days. Um, we, you know, we, I think I made the finals like three or four times in my career. Yeah. You know, like we came at the bottom of the ladder. Like it was hard work, mate. Yeah. It was exhausting. And that's when I talk about emotionally, like without trying to, without trying to sound narcissistic, like there, there wasn't a lot of help. Well, when you're the senior guy, help, things mate. aren't But even going, when I was yeah. a young guy coming through, Still they're not. just because all the all the senior guys were gone. Yeah, right? they were all moving on and retiring and doing other things. And then we lost Freddie. Then we lost Gas. And then you know we had a, a we just getting there was no leadership from um um from the top. You know we we didn't we didn't have people coming in that could you know, really influenced the way we were going. We weren't bringing the right – like we brought Mark McGore in and there were just yeah. people that were just looking for opportunities. We weren't – you know, there was just – the business just wasn't being run correctly. Yep. Um, and, mate, we were at the bottom of the ladder every year. It mm. was it was exhausting. And then, and then, you know, with – you know, there goes limited opportunities to play rep footy, limited, you know, finals appearances, yeah. like all of that, mate. Like when you think about it now and I, and I think about – the era that we came through, I mean, we all did really bloody well to achieve anything, to be honest, yep. because it was um, it was a slog. It was. Uh, we looked towards the back end of your, your time there. Oh one wooden spoon. Oh two not far off. But oh three, it's time to put a bit of a smile on your face. What a ride that must have been. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was. I th- I never thought it would happen. Right, yeah. I thought it was over. You know, I was thirty one and. Yeah, we, you know, we just had these sort of young guys coming through, but still, like, we were just, we didn't know what success looked like as an organisation. Mm. We just didn't know, you know, and That's it was going to take something something special from, you know, kids that didn't know, you know, how to lose, that yeah. didn't, wouldn't accept losing because they had been, you know, through these junior teams that they just wanted to win and, and they had this influence on the rest of us like um, that, that we needed because we were just content just doing what we'd always done. Yep. We didn't know any different. Yep. They weren't bringing people in to, to make change and, um, and then that happened, you know. It was, there were some really ugly years there in, in 01 and, and 02 with, you know, with, Simo, Roy Simmons, mm. who had coached for a long period of time, and we went through some horrible moments where uh, we didn't see eye to eye, and um, the board had asked me, you know, questions around how do we get success, and then what, are we, you know, is Royce the man? And I'd told them that I didn't, you know, and I'd t- I sat with Royce and I told him this. I, I, I said, I think we need a change, you know. Yep. We, we, things need to, to change. And so they, they did that. They made some tough calls when, and, you know, Royce is filthy about that and and we didn't speak for, you know, I don't know how many years, but but I sat in front of him, I remember in his office and he said, Mate, what did you know, what did you say? And I told him and I said, Mate, I just told I just told the ball when they asked me mm. what I thought we needed. I told him that I think we need a change, you know, and I and I actually had told, you know, Simo that earlier we we'd had a sort of meeting in two thousand and 2001 and it was like 
what are we going to do this year to make us a little bit better? Because we'd been yeah. been in rep sides, been winning World Cups, been talking to other players and getting other perspective on yep. what they're doing, how they're training, methods that they're using, and we weren't doing any of it. We just weren't – not not with the top guys. We just yeah. weren't there. And, and, and I brought it back and I was like, this is what they're doing. This is what we need to do. And I remember and, – and Simo said, no, mate, we're just going to be tough and we're going to do what we've always done. And yeah. I just kept thinking to myself, yeah, but Simo – and I loved Simo, you know, but doing what we're always done is going to get us – you know, Nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah, so so it was a really tough period, you know, and, and um, but we needed change and then – you know, the board brought in Johnny Lang and, and a couple of new players with some different attitudes and, and I think that was the catalyst for for the beginning of, you know, what it developed into being a premiership winning side and should have won in you know, the dogs were good in oh four but mm. we got a lot of injuries and you know, should have had our own little um, could have almost gone back to back, but it wasn't to be. But um, we had our nice little period there and it was on the back of some change and some um, some really uncomfortable situations, but nonetheless, um, it was the result that you know the club needed. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in depth, personal, and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. Their stories are simply amazing. The Rugby League Superpod drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market with at least a dozen interviews every episode. Current day superstars and former legends drop into chat footy and share plenty of laughs. It's loose, we love it and you will too. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to the stars themselves? Then on Saturday, the Firebrand Weekend Session is a new addition to our lineup. We're chatting with the players and coaches about barbecues, beers, and who you'd invite to your place for the perfect weekend session. It's hilarious. To keep the content coming, we'd ask if you could spare 30 seconds when you're done here and leave us a five-star rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. It's huge for us as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends.